Amy and welcome to today's episode of Sipping on Country and I am here with Brian Ruby, professional baseball player turned songwriter, artist. How's it going? It's going good. Yeah, thank so, you for having me on. No worries. So tell us a little bit about kind of your story and, and how you got to sit in here with me. Yeah, um, well I've been here in Nashville for four years, songwriter. Um, started out here as a songwriter mostly for other artists and now I'm an artist myself and releasing new music. I just put a song out called Goes Without Saying on Valentine's Day, a uh, little heartbreaker song, but um, you know, that's 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 me. I love country music, love being here in Nashville and and it's, it's been a journey. All right. So one thing for anyone who hasn't heard your music, um, a lot of your songs are heavily centered around your life kind of in baseball like that's obviously a huge passion for you yeah um tell us a little bit about kind of i guess bringing that into your music and yeah. why that's so important i played about five years of pro baseball before becoming a full-time artist and just not major league baseball just minor league lower level independent league baseball um so what I wanted to do when I first started releasing music was release ballpark country or baseball country and, and really put together like a concept album. It's an EP. It's a six song EP called Diamonds Are Forever, which I released last year. But it's basically I wanted to create the soundtrack to the ballpark. And I felt like me as a baseball guy, you know, that would be a really cool place to start in music is if I was to create the soundtrack to that environment and we've spent a lot of the last two years as i've been promoting that record going around back to baseball ballparks and stadiums and singing the national anthem singing god bless america and and doing pre-game and post-game shows at those places to kind of be both both in baseball and in music i mean how is that kind of going back to being so used to being on the field as the the sports person is playing to then kind of returning as an artist is that kind of like almost full circle yeah it's, it's strange it's strange to be back in that environment and not on the field but I love that environment you know that's the environment I grew up in my dad is a high school baseball coach back home so I was always around the ball field growing up and I'll, I'll still be in that environment a lot we have national anthems booked this year and I'm gonna go around and do a couple and I don't know. I, I love being connected, and my little brother's a baseball player too, so I, I love going to watch him play, and and uh, it's cool to to straddle that and and to be a musician, but still get to do the baseball thing. So, why country? You're not from Nashville, um, so I mean, where did you grow up? Kind of what brought you to country music rather yeah. than moving into any other genre? I grew up in Pennsylvania. Okay. But I've kind of moved around a lot. I lived in Georgia for a little bit. Um, I've been on the road a lot for baseball. Um, over the course of the last five years while I was doing that. But why country? I don't know. I mean, I think it was always just what I was drawn to. It's what I listened to growing up. I would listen to country radio on the way to baseball practice. And if you think about what music is on at the ballpark, it's mostly country. Like the baseball and country music world kind of go hand in hand. Um, so that's kind of just what I liked. I also gravitated towards the songwriting. Um, I didn't know what a songwriter was. I actually took a job in high school working for my local country radio station. Um, I would call in every 
every night they had a contest called the Hot 7 at 7 with Jennifer Reed. And it was seven songs at 7 p.m. And if you were the seventh caller and you named all seven songs in a row, you could win tickets. And I would call in every day, try to win, try to win. And then one day I kind of realized, like, wait a second. What if I call this number when there's not a contest going on? Is anybody going to pick up? Because it was just the studio number. So I called. Somebody picked it up. And I didn't know what to say, and I ended up asking them if they had any job positions available. And they said, sure, come in for an interview. And I went in for an interview the next week, and they realized I was in high school. Um, So I couldn't really get any important job, but I was like sort of an assistant. Um, And I had to sweep the promotions closet and help out with promo stuff. and, And... Artists would come into the station to do interviews, and I remember one day Christian Bush from Sugarland came in to to promote, I think his solo record Southern Gravity at the time, um, and I remember it because he talked to not just the DJ, the program director, he talked to every single person there, including the eighteen year old kid in the back, me, right. and I said, "How do you do this? How do you do country music?" And he's like, "Well, you can be a songwriter." And I said, what's that? I didn't know that behind every artist you hear on the radio or Spotify, there's a whole crew of songwriters. And as I sort of started to Google that and look it up, I was like, wow, I want to do this. So I started writing songs and here we are, you know, almost a decade later in Nashville doing it for real. And and I've been lucky. I've I've been able to get um, some songs that I, I wrote recorded by younger country singers here and a few pop singers as well and now start releasing my own stuff nice but it's been it's been a journey and you know it starts from a real organic place of just the kid who loves country music calling in to try to win tickets right and turns into you're in nashville i mean that's and this is definitely something i've I've spoken about before with my guests is that it's that perseverance you know you could have just gone you know what? I'm just going to keep trying to win these tickets you could have never made that phone call um but I think then you also have people I mean Christian is a perfect example of of Nashville mm-hmm. um in my opinion you know he is he's at the top of his game you know he's an incredible industry professional yeah um but he helps everyone out. He really yeah. is like the epitome of of what Nashville is. There's really no hierarchy. Yeah. Um, the fact that he took the time yeah. to do that. I've actually run into him, which is cool. And I, I ran into him. We were booked on the same songwriter festival, the Island Hopper Songwriter Festival for BMI in Fort Myers over the fall. And I saw him at the festival and it was cool that like I'm booked on the same thing, right. on the same bill as him now. And, I told him and he didn't remember, you know, because I was just some kid that he talked to. Um, but I thanked him and he, he thought it was really cool. Yeah, I but, love that. Yeah. I mean, when when you first decided to take that jump and move to Nashville, yeah. compared to your expert, you know, I'm sure you moved and you were like, I'm going to do this and this and this. I mean, how did all of that really pan out in reality compared to what you had in your mind of how everything was going to play out? Yeah, honestly, I had no idea what to expect. I, none, no one that I grew up with is a musician. Um, my family members, you know, nobody is a 
does it as a career. So I had nothing. I had no, right. I, and that's kind of amazing. You know, I didn't have expectations. So I, it was just every day, um, like my first year here, every night I went out and I tried to go into different bars, go into different writers rounds. I mean, I still do. Like I try to do it like five nights a week. Like I take two off because it's, it's a lot. Um, you need to like rest up a little bit, but, um, the first year I was out every night and I, I tried to meet all the young singers and I would say, Hey, do you need songs? Let me pitch you, you know, get their number, get their email. And most of them said, you know, they weren't interested in, in, <laughs> but occasionally you get somebody who's willing to listen at least. Mm -hmm. And if they're willing to listen to one song, hopefully you know, you have to, you can't overdo it, but hopefully the next month they're willing to listen to another song. Right. And you just continuously just reminding people, like, it's almost like tapping them on the shoulder. Hey, like, you know, we're here. Right. You need a song? You know, what What can I help you with? It's like almost as a writer, you're you're serving others. Right. You, you want to help people tell their story. And I tried to take all of the this is hard because we're attached to the songs but i try to take all of my ego out of it like um if the singer wants to do something that's their song right you know on the artist side now it's it's a complete flip of the philosophy like i have to really channel what i'm what i'm feeling inside and my latest project that just came out on valentine's day um is really that like it's it's deep it's vulnerable it's it comes from such a, a raw um honestly like hurt place of heartbreak and and sadness and shock um so on the artist side it's you almost have to be kind of selfish and really channel what you're feeling yeah. but on the writer side you have to be unselfish and and uh cater to the artist so it's interesting you say that because um actually the, our first episode um i had tommy collier in um, and he he wrote Southern Babylon yeah. um, with Ashley McBride, and he was talking about the fact that you know he'd written this with this kind of idea in mind, um, and Ashley ended up recording it for a record, mm -hmm. and was in the studio with Jay Joyce, and the the track that they got out of it was like this really kind of like swampy mm -hmm. feel, and he was like that was just not what he was yeah. expecting at all. You um, never know. So yeah, I mean, I guess when you, when you're sitting and you're writing something, obviously you have it in your mind of this is what it's going to sound like. But mm -hmm. you're right. I mean, to a degree, you've got to give. If someone's going to cut that, you've kind of got to allow that artistry from their side as well. Which I'm sure with some songs, I mean, have you had songs that you feel like you've held back because you're like, oh, these are too, you know, they're too personal, or yeah. you have a very specific direction for them. I did feel like I was sort of, to be honest, holding back a little bit with my last project okay. with Diamonds Are Forever. It is a concept album. Mm -hmm. You know, we tackled that concept, baseball country, but it's very much a concept album. I didn't deal with love. You know, I didn't deal with other topics. Like, mm -hmm. it, it was built for the ballpark. And what I realized over the last couple months, as I've been writing more songs in Nashville and have gone through just an awful... Um, breakup and and heartbreak um and unexpected too is that i need to if i'm going to be an artist i need to be honest and vulnerable and tell it how it is whether i'm doing great 
you know, on songs like Left Field, that okay. was my first single that, you know, that's the one song that people still associate with me. And, and now it's, I ain't doing too good. <laughs> so it's, so I'm honest about it. And that's what I want my brand of country to be is three chords and the truth. However, it is the full spectrum of emotions and for better or worse, you know, that's where we're at. I think that's one thing I know for me that really drew me to country music is is how what's that, what am I looking for? But like the stories and that it is there's no like sugarcoating stuff. Yeah. But also when you are at your most vulnerable, I think sometimes just as people we can forget that like our experiences are generally shared experiences, although maybe the nuances might be different. Right. Like the base level of what we all experience on a day-to-day basis, yeah. it's relatable. And when you can push a song out there and put all of that into it, as hard as it might be, mm-hmm. like it's going to resonate with people. Yeah. And I think, you know, you have to be, if you're going to be an artist, you have to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like... um, first I thought of it as a weakness um, that when I was playing baseball I I came out and was the only openly gay pro baseball player for a little bit there Um, and I was worried about that because um, the country music industry hasn't historically been very accepting of people like me but now I think of it as a strength because it makes me different than you know your average male country singer And because of that, because I'm willing to be open and vulnerable and honest with who I am, um, there's strength in that vulnerability and I can channel emotions. You know, I'm, I'm not afraid to, to be emotional. Right. Like, and I think as we've been getting responses on this first song, you know, um, people, who I haven't heard from in a long time have been contacting me and it just like the, this song is so raw and so um, it's like an open wound. It's like you take a bandaid off and it's like, it, there's a wound there right. and it's everybody can, everybody has that, you know, and it's, and it's been interesting. You know, I definitely couldn't have foreseen I thought I was going to make a whole baseball country album if we were, and we've talked before, like if if this conversation happened six months ago, I would be like, and I had to guess what we'd be talking about today in the beginning of 2024, I would say, well, we're probably getting the full baseball country album together. Instead, I pivoted and went a completely different direction because I had to follow my internal compass of what's going on in my life and what I want to sing about. Um, and we will have a full project that we're in the studio recording right now that is five or six songs um, all along the lines of like heartbreak and and it's a breakup EP and I'm kind of for better or worse having my Taylor Swift moment <laughs> but that'll roll out this spring. So I will say and, it, and I'm glad you you brought up the stuff about coming out with baseball and and that's one thing actually I have a lot of respect for you is Thank that you, you have come into this a hundred percent open yeah you know of who you are true to you and and it is you're right you know in country music um you know it's it's a southern genre and and like it or not you know the south 
it's a it's a different it is a different time and you know i i haven't experienced that and i i say i fully respect the fact that you feel that you're able to just come straight out of the gate with that and go this is me and this is who i am i think it's really important um especially now yeah but also so was it two two three years ago i guess two years ago um like cma fest Mm -hmm. had the it was a first ever dedicated lgbtq plus stage pride stage for any um for any country music festival uh that was at the assembly food hall yeah downtown i mean did that for you did that mark something special yeah I i think that times are definitely changing slowly but surely um, there's an organization, Rainbow, RNBW, here in Nashville that supports LGBTQ artists in country and other genres. Um, but I think slowly but surely times are changing and I would like to see um, a major label take a real chance on on artists. I mean, there are out artists, Lily Rose, Brooke mm-hmm. Eden, um, you know, there's uh, Brandy Clark, mm-hmm. great songwriter. I love Brandy. Um, but I would love to see somebody take a shot on, on a male. Yeah. I I think, I think it definitely seems like as it's becoming more accepted, especially in country music, definitely the female thing is, is kind of at the forefront, which I mean, not, it shouldn't make a difference. Um, I mean, you have people like TJ Osborne, um, obviously came out recently, but brothers Osborne were already at that kind of height yeah. in their career. Yeah. Um, and I know actually you had the chance to speak with TJ yeah. as well. Like yeah. If you want to talk a little about that. Yeah. After I came out in baseball in 2021, um, somebody was able to set me up to go talk to the Brothers Osborne um, at their, before one of their shows and we went on their tour bus and they cleared the bus out and they said, you know, we need everybody gone and TJ wants to talk to Brian and he gave me advice about songwriting and it was like a it was a huge moment I mean probably not for him but for me it was like for me because that was also sort of the moment where I was I had been considering you know wrapping up the baseball stuff for a while but um that was the moment where I was like, okay, I got to really figure out how to be a full-time musician. And he gave me some great advice. And, and I mean, he is paving the way for, for one day, you know, a a label to take a chance on a younger artist who is out and proud from the start. Um, first you need to have people come out that are already in the system and, and then, you know, and then the system hopefully will take a chance on somebody who's who's at a lower level but but isn't hiding. Right. So, I don't know. I mean, but at the end of the day though, like I think about that, but I don't I actually, I mean, it's always in the back of my mind, but I don't waste like brain space on it right. because it's not something I can control. Right. And it doesn't define like it's part of who you are, but it also doesn't define who you are as a songwriter, as yeah. an artist. You know, it's, yeah. you are you are you regardless of yeah. of any of that stuff. I just try to write good songs that connect right. everybody, and you know, like with this new heartbreak song goes without saying. Is I feel like anybody can connect to it. You know, anybody whose whose partner has left 
unexpectedly. Um, and I've, I've been hearing from people who, who that's happened to. And that's, it's sad, but it's, it's relatable. Right. And, um, so I just try to write, write good songs. And at the end of the day, like if, you know, it'll happen long term, but they say Nashville is a 10 year town and, and I'm only four years in, so I'm, I'm still plugging away. Right. I mean, you've had some great experiences though. I mean, just, you know, some of the stuff you've spoken about now, but you also, uh, recorded a track with Ty Herman. Yeah, we did. We did a duet called The Standouts last year in June and um, got to play it on the Concert for Love and Acceptance um, at the Wild Horse Saloon, RIP, um, that's closing down. But um, Ty was awesome. You know, we shot a music video. Um, it was another super cool moment for me as a younger artist to have somebody who's more established take a chance on me. Mm-hmm. That's and I know I kind of said it with Christian, but that is the really nice thing about Nashville is that mm. everyone is very open to, you know, giving people a little helping hand, which is yeah. one of my favorite things about this industry. Yeah. So as an independent artist, you know, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that people don't see. I mean, you know, you don't have thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars <laughs> to just go drop on, hey, we're going to do all this promotion. I don't think... I wish. I, I know, right? <laughs> and I don't think people realise, like, yeah. how much yeah. just... You know, you put out one single, I mean, you're in you're in tens of thousands of dollars to get, like, a, a solid promoter out. Um, yeah, it's... I mean, a lot of the stuff that I do is, is low cost because that's all I can afford. Right. Um, videos like vertical videos for social media. We do lyric videos. Those are cheap to make. <laughs> We've done one music, well, two, two full music videos now, but those are a little more expensive. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. I mean, I'm still at the baby stages of, one day I would love there to be a big budget because I could, one day. I fantasize about all the things I could spend <laughs> it on, but not today. Do you think that the way that social media is now, having that platform to have access to so many people um, do you think that has really changed the game in terms of how you work as an independent artist to get your music out there? I think so. I think, and to be honest, I'm not the best at social media, but it is amazing, you know, people complain about it. Oh, I got to make this amount of videos. I got to post. I got to, it's a lot, it's, it's labor intensive with the editing and everything, but, um, what it really is, is I look at it as a blessing because it allows an artist like me, you know, maybe 10, 20 years ago, I would have had to wait for the gatekeepers to accept me. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they would have accepted somebody like me, <laughs> at least not 20 years ago. So now I just make the videos and I find my audience and they can find me. So right. it's almost like that's a huge blessing. It's, it's labor intensive. It means I always got to be shooting videos, but, but they can connect directly to me. They can message me and, and like what, people don't know is like the person responding is me right like there's no full marketing team that's running my socials it's it's me and it's and if they're sending me a message i see it right. like so and i respond directly so um so it, it does give like fans direct access to so it's cool because you're kind of close to your close to the people that you listen to which is nice right. yeah so what um, through the last four years of being in Nashville, mm -hmm. is there anything you've kind of come up against where you were just like, you had no idea 
that it was kind of, a, I guess, a hurdle you had to face? Um, I don't know. You know, I, to be honest, like I, I, I said it before, I, I had no idea what to expect moving to Nashville because just it was so so different than the circumstances I grew up in. So I didn't have expectations. So everything has just been, you know, I don't know better like otherwise, you know, so, so if something happens, I'm like, okay, I guess this is, this is how it is. So what are we doing about it? Right. You know, so it's, that's almost kind of nice. Um, hurdles. I don't know. I, I, you know, everything that's happened to me so far is, is I guess pretty standard of what probably happens to a, a young artist in Nashville. Right. Um, and I, every day I'm, I'm trying to learn, you know, still learn how it is. I always, I try to meet with as many people as I can, industry people who have been on the business side, because I feel like a lot of artists, they just want to make their art. They don't mm-hmm. want to be a businessman. Um, but I understand that like you, you are a I'm a sole proprietor. I have a single member LLC. Like that's, you know, that we don't make a lot of money, but we are a business, <laughs> right. you know, in, in making my songs and, and, um, it is the, the record business. So I don't know. I, I try and I'll be the first to tell you, like, I don't, I'm not going to pretend like I, I really know that much about the business, <laughs> but I, I try to learn at least. Right. I'm always trying to pick stuff up. So, uh, talking about the business side, like as an artist now, like, I think sometimes people forget, like you are a brand. Yeah. You know, like you have to, and you do have to navigate all of that. And because of the way that the industry is now, you know, years ago, say 20 years ago, when maybe they were, there were A&R reps that going out and they were scouting. Well, people want a fully polished final yeah. product now. So, I mean, you have to do, if you don't have that financial backing behind you, mm-hmm. you know, you have to find ways to do that. And I think understanding all sides of the business, not just from that performance side as an artist, mm-hmm. but understanding the all those those things going on behind the scenes yeah. is really important, especially nowadays yeah. as a new independent artist. Yeah, I guess, I mean, you're right. Technically, I am a brand, you know, but it still feels weird to say that. Right. Like, and I, I try to, to, to keep the brand as close to who I am as possible. Right. Like, you know, for the music last year that we made, it was baseball country. It was country at the ballpark, which is if you follow me on social media or you know me, like that is who I am. Right. And, you know, now it's it's vulnerable heartbreak and, and some uh, s- some deeper songs like that, which is also who I am. And I think if you probably the at least the artists that I admire, it seems like who they actually are as people is pretty close to how they project with their art. And I think, you know, probably for peace of mind, it's, it's, it's best to keep it that way. You don't want to, you don't want to put on a face or, or feel like you have to act in order to, to do your art. I feel like eventually that would get exhausting. And, you know, at the end of the day, I, I write songs because like it's the famous quote about songwriting not being like a job or, or like a, a hobby or um, something that you you enjoy. It's more like an affliction. <laughs> like you have to do it. I feel like I, I right. constantly I have to write songs. That's what I do, and um, it's just part of me. And so the closer I can keep those to what's actually going on, the the better it it feels for my soul. 
Right. You know, so at the end of the day, that's that's the brand. You yes. know, it's but I, I get it. It's like, you know, I've definitely been in those meetings where they're like, you know, what's your brand? And I'm like, jeez, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I like, like I went to the supermarket earlier and I <laughs> like, I guess that's, you know, it's it's uh, it's it's funny, though. You know, it's it's uh, definitely the opposing ways to look at it. Yeah, no, 100 percent. And it, it's hard because I think you ha- you kind of have to be able to see both sides to be to be successful. But then I see what you're saying, obviously, like. You can't you can't put on a face and put on a show because not only that it's gonna people are gonna see through it real quick you know mm-hmm. that some of the most successful artists I mean let's just take Dolly Parton for example right global superstar but like she is what you see is what you get with yeah. her you know she's never tried to be anything other than just Dolly and that's why people yeah. that's why people love her mm-hmm. because you just you know who she is and people can relate with that you know yeah totally. Um, so you've got your new single out, and you're obviously recording uh, for a full full album. Full EP, so full it's EP. like six songs. Okay, yeah. so what's the plan on release date for that? I think I'm going to roll out about one every month. Okay. And then the whole project will drop somewhere around the beginning of the summer. Okay. Um, but the whole project is, they're all songs written from the heart, and I've been in a pretty dark place recently. Um, I'm a positive guy. But it's just been very challenging, um, as you hear on on the song goes without saying. You know, it starts. We tried to start it in the most beautiful way. And Love goes. I'm gonna link to all this yeah. as well. I'm gonna make sure that people can go out and find this, and we'll have it in the notes. Awesome. Like the first first verse is, um, "Love goes without saying." The moment your fingers touch, you know, it's such a beautiful thing, and then. Right in the chorus, it, it slams pretty hard. Love goes without saying goodbye, without saying why, without saying I'm sorry, I promise I tried. Um, so for anybody who's who's lost somebody who is near and dear to them unexpectedly, when love walks out without explanation, um, that can be very heartbreaking. And it definitely threw me for a loop um, when that happened to me recently. And the only thing that I can really do now is, you know, it's, um, it's been made pretty clear to me that, you know, that's, I can reach out and, and not hear back and haven't heard anything, you know, since that moment that that happened and I need to figure out how to move on with my life. But, um, as a songwriter, you know, I'm, I'm going to write about it. That's what I do, you know, and, and, and I hope that in six months we're we're writing a, a little more uplifting, positive <laughs> songs like what I usually like to do. But but it's real and and it's my three chords and the truth and and that's where we're at. So putting putting that EP out again, kind of going back to doing everything on your own because I know a lot of people, you know, they'll listen to the record, but they're not going to be like, oh, I wonder actually what went in to recording this and getting it out everywhere. What does that look like to actually independently release a record? Yeah, it's very DIY. You know, it's <laughs> it's it's just me and, and I have a few people who help me out who are super helpful, um, especially for the amount of money that I pay because <laughs> I can't afford to pay them very much. It's more of labor of love and my friends who, who help me promote it. Um, but it's it's DIY, you know, it's, it's, it's almost... It's kind of satisfying that way because every song that we do, 
you know, it's me who, who presses upload went to all the streaming services. Like it's me who, who's writing out the lyric sheet that you see when you Google it. Like it's everything that you see is me who's making the video, you know, when, when you watch it on TikTok or Instagram or whatever. Um, so it's just a DIY effort and, in all these songs, you know, nobody's making me record these songs. There's all, I picked them, you know, there's no label that says you have to do this. You have to do that. You have to release this one with that. And it's, I got to script out the project. I got to pick the release dates. I got to press upload. I wrote the songs, most of them. Um, one of the things that I did with this project is something that I, I haven't done before, but I'm glad that I did it. Um, I, I've observed that like the most successful artists like Kenny Chesney, George Strait, or, or people I look up to, um, anybody, Carrie Underwood, you know, they write some of their songs, but mm-hmm. they also source songs from other writers. Yeah. So I just went through my phone one day and I, I made a list of the top 20 writers that I have met over the course of my first four years in Nashville. And I messaged them, whether that was uh, some of them, I had their emails, some I had their phone numbers, some of them I messaged on social media. And I said, hey, I'm putting together this project. This is what happened. You know, it all comes from personal experience. I have written a few songs for it. I'm looking for others to fill out the project. Do you have anything that you can pitch me? And two of the songs on the project came from outside pitches from other writers and I love the songs. And when I heard the songs, it's weird because I didn't write them. But immediately I was like, wow, this is, this is my song. Right. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's not your baby, but it is. And, and I would like to do that for the rest of my music going forward. I, I think a lot of young artists have a lot of ego and say that, oh, well, I'm only going to release a song that I wrote. You know, I got to write it. Mm-hmm. And, no, to be honest, nobody cares who writes the song. Right. No. You know, it's it's more about just the delivery of and the performance. <clears throat> and so if if you find a song that somebody else wrote, do it. Right. Like for my uh, Diamonds Are Forever baseball project, um, I did a cover of John Fogarty's Center Field. Right. And he actually messaged me, which was really cool. Amazing. And unexpected. But um, I was like, you know, this is a this is a baseball concept album. Like we got to, that's the baseball song. Like you got to do it. (laughs) If you're going to do, yeah. If you're going to do a record, it's got to be on there. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's, again, it's that unselfish attitude and just looking for the best song. They say the best song wins. And I think that it's, and the, the, um, the lead single goes without saying, you know, just came out. So we really don't know how this project is going to go because, uh, five sixths of the of the project still is about to be released right over the course of the next few months but but um you know it's got to come from the heart and it's got to be raw and real and and the best song wins 100 percent. i think that's i think that's important and you're right i think a lot of people do lose track of well i just want to have this on because you know it's got my name on it yeah um but you're right i mean it should be about where's the best song coming from yeah. and you know you're not always gonna you're not always necessarily going to write an entire record of, of hit songs. So if you're able to pull from, I mean, there's tons of talent in this town. Yeah. And if you're able to pull from that, you know, why wouldn't you? Yeah. 
it's weird. I, I have like people play fantasy football and fantasy baseball. And I, I guess I've over the course of the last few years, I, I was thinking about this the other day um, in the shower, which is where I think about all my important things. Um, <laughs> I've sort of played like fantasy country music in a way. Um, I go out most nights to different writers rounds and I have these notes in my phone of songs that I have heard from different writers and I'll just say like okay if I'm building like a beachy Kenny Chesney album what songs would I put on it like well I heard this song at Live Oak last month and I heard this song and I wrote one like this and and it's like I have these albums built for different concepts I love that. nobody will ever see it but it's like it's it's a fun activity for me to like just say hey i guess if i was doing this right now what would it be right and it's like a i mean i'll play i'll play some for you at, at a certain time you know down the road but um i guess it could pay off i mean it it's it's not really built to help my artist career but but it's more just for fun but um i guess it, it does help me get in the artist mentality and and constantly be looking to build out projects right i know that we're in a very much in a singles focused environment yeah. right now people aren't listening to full albums as much but i still believe that if you're going to put an album out it needs to be cohesive and fit together yeah i agree i yeah. agree so i actually do want to touch on something you said which was that because you're independent and because you're not with a label is that you have that free reign of if you want to put this song out you're just going to put it out right because that's yeah. it's on you like that decision is on you yeah based on that and moving forward because the industry has changed a lot um i mean is the goal for you having a record deal with a major label or is the goal to work and maybe keep pushing the independent side and maybe look at smaller labels yeah. that that just aren't kind of associated with the, the big. Yeah. Um, well, I think one day I would definitely love to be with a major label. Um, you know, that, that comes with national visibility. And I think back to little me as a kid, you know, the closeted gay kid who loved country music. It would have meant the world to me to see a major label star who was out. So I want to be that guy one day. Um, with that said, we're nowhere close to that. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's you, got, you got six years. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's six years to go before I hit the 10 year town. But yeah, I, another thing that I have realized in living in Nashville is that like, when you sign a major label deal, um, you sign a lot of stuff away. You don't own right. your music anymore. And unless you have leverage, like you already have built a nice size audience or you have stuff that's popping off, you know, on streaming services and, and social media, um, probably the deal that you sign is pretty bad. Right. You know, so it's actually um, harmful for the long term. So so I think, you know, that is the, the long-term goal is to get with a label, but the short-term goal is just to keep plugging away, keep finding my sound. And Ashley McBride actually said something along these lines. I was listening to an interview of hers um, she said, like, you know, because it took her a minute to to sign that big deal, she had a lot of time to figure out who she was. Mm -hmm. And it's it's kind of nice, you know, if you can hang on, you know, it's I, I want to 
um, art is like self-discovery, yeah. right? Like I want to keep writing these songs. I want to keep like keep drilling down to 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 push myself to to see what I can be as a writer and um, and you know finding the brand and 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 making sure the brand is as close to who I am as possible. Right. Um, and then when when those people come down the road, you know they will it'll truly be me you know I, I won't be susceptible to being forced to do anything you know they'll they'll know i will have built who i am and you know they won't be able to pull me away from that so that yeah that's that's very meta but it's it's uh you know then again i'm sure like you know if a major label came knocking on my door tomorrow it would be pretty tempting yeah <laughs> now you know i'm good right now <laughs> yeah like yeah of course and i mean you know things change but yeah yeah I, yeah but you know it's just consistently putting out songs um being present being present being and it's so immediate now on social media like um i actually wrote a song yesterday that um or two days ago two days ago like we thought we had built this project and i played it for two of my friends and they were like oh my god this song needs to go on the project like it was another heartbreak song, um, came from from a, a very raw, real place, and um, I can do that as an independent artist. You know, we can be in the studio next week right. and record it, and the song will be out in six weeks. Like we can do that. You know, I I usually don't. I like to script out my stuff a little bit, um, but it's it's the beauty of of the age that we're in when you do stumble over a diamond in the rough in the writer's room, you know, out of nowhere too. We, we, uh, I, I was having a bad day, you know, I, uh, <laughs> um, was tired, didn't sleep well, you know, usually to write well, I need to get a good amount of sleep and rest. Um, cause it is a lot of brain power to, to put songs together, at least for me. Um, and we just got this song and we were like, Oh my God. And then, you know, usually when you, you, you always think that the song you write is good that day and the, the real test is like you wake up the next day and you listen to it and you're like yeah. okay is this actually good or not and i've listened to this song like 50 times in the last day and a half and um it's good like and it's probably going to be a part of the project you yeah. know and you can do that as an independent artist and and that's the that's the exciting part too you know you um you're not locked into these label releases. Uh, I saw, a, I read Music Row magazine pretty much every day. I get their email newsletters. Um, and I, I saw like an, a major label artist had scripted out his releases almost a year in advance. Wow. Like he's going to release this in, in March and then this in June and then this next October and then this in January mm -hmm. 2025. Yeah. And that's great if you got the songs, but... Um, it doesn't leave much space for creativity. You right. know, you yeah. for the song we wrote yesterday, that's awesome. You know, that makes sense for the project. Well, I can't really fit in the project if you're in that situation. But me, you know, it's I have one-tenth of the audience that that guy has, right. but I can do it. So it's kind of amazing. It's pro definitely pro there's pros and cons between, between both scenarios, for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. So, like I say, I'm going to link to all of this stuff awesome i'm very excited to hear the rest of the songs that are going to come out uh for this ep yep 
Is there anything you want to add about anything else you have coming up or? Um, you know, I, I'm taking it day by day. You know, they, they say on, on my lead single, uh, for the baseball project, left field, all the best things come out of left field. Sometimes all the worst things do too, but it leads to unexpected twists and turns. And, and, you know, I don't really know what direction I'm going after this as an artist, but I kind of got to live my life and figure it out. And right now this is where we're at. And, and it's, it's, uh, it's sad. It's, it's, uh, a bit tragic and, and heartbreaking, but, but, um, I'm glad at least that I can make this art and have certain people connect to it. And anybody who's been through a really bad breakup, um, or a really shocking breakup, um, (laughs) where the other person just, just, uh, quits, you know, that's, that's a common experience. And I've been hearing from people who that's happened to, and that's my brand of country is three chords in the truth and, you know, whatever's going on in my life. And, and I'm glad at least that I can now be in a position to make music that people feel connected to. Um, and you know, but we'll see, I, I, I'm excited for, for, for what the next few months may bring. You know, I want to turn a corner in my personal life and, and see how that reflects my music and you know hopefully we can be talking again later this year and and have a few more uplifting songs <laughs> there we go. maybe a fall in love again type song but uh i don't know it's uh you know it's you know i'm just in the middle of a long winding artistic journey so i I'm, i love that you know you can channel it all into music and i think that that yeah. helps a lot but i yeah. yeah i mean i cannot wait to hear it i don't know i love a good tug on the heartstrings yeah sad song uh miserable songs are my jam yeah <laughs> so i i cannot wait um and i'm really excited for everyone to hear it um guys please go and check out uh, in fact you know what check out the first record if you haven't heard it already uh, is a fantastic record thank you um make sure you check out that single with ty herndon yeah Go and check out the brand new single that was just released on Valentine's Day. Make sure you keep your eyes and ears open for the new singles that are going to drop over the course of this year. Brian, thank you so much. Thank you. It's great to be on. Uh, Guys, we are going to see you next week with another episode of Sipping on Country. Recorded at 2300 Studios in Nashville, Tennessee, original theme music by Gary Wood.